Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. This is Bill Wasner. I'm with Aaron Garrett, uh, Extension Educator for the University of Illinois Extension. Uh, hi, Aaron. Hello. So we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to n- nearly everybody's heart, and that is saving money, and in particular, saving money on natural resources, electricity, and the and the like. So. There's got to be an easy answer to this, right? I mean, just just tell us the secrets of how to how to save money on on uh, our electrical bill, for example. Well, unfortunately, there's not just one best way to save money on your electric oh. bill. Unfortunately, I wish I had that answer. But one thing that you can do as a starting point is try to better understand your household's electricity usage. So if you aren't aware of how you and your family are using electricity, it can be difficult to understand why your bill is so high. But if you sit down and take some time to think about your energy usage behavior and take a look around your home, you can help tie specific energy usage to peaks or lows in your monthly bills. So we like to talk about your energy usage behavior. So that's that way you use electricity. And it might be very different than someone else's energy usage behavior. So it's important to understand your personal usage. So for example, there's a whole bunch of contributing factors such as the age of your home, your lifestyle, and even the number of people in your home. So you can do some simple comparisons, like comparing someone living in a four-bedroom home that's over 150 years old to someone living in a one-bedroom apartment in a 20-year-old complex. So just because of where they live, their baseline energy usage is going to differ. You can also look at if you live with your spouse and three kids, or if you live by yourself, or maybe you care for your elder parents. So how many people are in your home will change your energy use. And it's important to consider your personal lifestyle. So are you at home all day every day or do you go to work for eight hours a day? So when you put all of those factors together, you can have a more accurate picture and a more accurate baseline of your household electricity demand. Hmm. So everyone uses electricity differently, but exactly how does that matter when it comes to using it efficiently? Right, so this means that we all have different starting points when it comes to changing our energy efficiency in our home. So it's important to consider if there are times of the day when you may be wasting electricity, because that's a good time to focus on reducing your electricity. So for example, if you and your spouse work full time and are typically away from the home, it can be a good idea to try to reduce your electricity usage as much as possible during the day when you may have been wasting it. So most practically, this can mean adjusting your thermostat when you're away from home so that your air conditioner and your heater aren't working to keep your home at your preferred temperature when you aren't even there. Something else to consider is the time of day that you use electricity. And this can be an important factor if you're someone who's home all day every day. So there may be better times of the day to run, say, your dishwasher or your clothes washer and that can help reduce the overall demand on the electric grid. So an example of a bad time to run your laundry is in the middle of the afternoon in the summertime because that's when the demand for electricity is the highest. So if you uh, keep in mind the times of the day when you use the most electricity and the times you can think of when you may be wasting it, you can better focus your efforts when it comes to being more energy efficient. 
And one other thing I'll mention is depending on who your power company is, you may have access to your daily or even your hourly electricity usage through an app or through your account online. Um, so this usually looks like a bar graph that shows the kilowatt hour usage of your household. And especially if you have access to that hourly graph, it can really put into perspective how much energy you use at each hour of the day. So I encourage you to look into this and see if it's available for you. Neat. So uh, taking all of that into account, where are some common places you'd recommend people to start looking uh, to be just a little more energy efficient? Okay, so I mentioned one already, but let's start with some home temperature control. So a good thing to do, especially this time of year as it's starting to warm up, <clears throat> is to look around your home and make sure it's tightly sealed. So especially if you have a window air conditioner like I do in my home, you can get some relatively inexpensive um, insulating pieces that you can insert around the cracks and help make it leak proof. Um, spring and fall are great times to have the air conditioner off and the heating off and to open up your windows and utilize your fans. And if you're not aware, your fan has a switch on it that you can change the way that the blades rotate. So you want to make sure that your fan turns counterclockwise in the summer and clockwise in the winter in order for it to be working most efficiently. And another tip is to get to know your thermostat. So especially if you have a programmable thermostat, what that means is you can set it to alter the temperature of your home at different times of the day based on your lifestyle. So then it will make those changes automatically for you. So in the summertime, for example, I can program my thermostat to have the temperature be cool in the morning and then start to kick up that temperature a little bit when I wake up in the morning. And then since I typically work away from home, I can set that temperature to go up pretty high in the afternoon. Since I'm not at home, I don't need the air conditioner running to keep it at a comfortable temperature. And then I can have that thermostat programmed at about 5 p.m. to start increasing that cooling and make it a little bit more pleasant to be, uh, be at home. So that way I don't have to manually adjust the temperature throughout the day. And one quick note on altering the temperature in your home is if you do have a heat pump, it's best to keep that temperature relatively stable to make that system run efficiently. So changing that temperature um, is not recommended if you have a heat pump, but if you don't, then it is a good practice to consider. Cool. So uh, what are some of the things that people can do that might not be the first thing that really comes to mind? Just some helpful hints. Right, so this is one that I ask myself. Um, when's the last time you changed your air filter? So hopefully you can remember, and it's not a distant memory from your past, but if you don't change your air filter regularly, um, at least every three months, if not more frequently, then your system's gonna have to work harder to do its job, which can reduce its efficiency. So that's a very simple, easy fix that many people sometimes just forget about. Um, and another thing is thinking about the efficiency of your refrigerator or your freezer. So especially in your freezer, if there's more than a quarter of an inch of ice built up in it, then it's a good time to defrost it because that thick ice layer is going to reduce the efficiency of your system. And one other thing to think about is if you have an extra refrigerator or freezer in your garage. And we want to think about that because it's not necessarily the best place to keep it. 
So those appliances run best in a clean temperature controlled area. When I picture my garage, I don't picture a clean temperature controlled area. Um, and often if we have an extra refrigerator, it's that old one that was running less efficiently that was in our home. We replaced it and we put the old one in the garage and plugged it in. So it's a good time to think about if it's really worth that extra space, are you actually using it or is it just in the garage plugged in and you kind of forgot about it? Um, so think about if that storage space is necessary and if not, then um, consider unplugging that and seeing if your electric bill goes down a little bit. The other thing I think about uh, in conserving electricity are all those small electrical devices that are all over the house. Is there something we should be thinking about for them? So you may have heard suggestions of plugging all those small electric devices into power strips so that you can turn them off when they aren't in use. And so the reason we'd want to use a power strip is because many of these devices can still be using electricity even when they're turned off or not being actively used. So if they're in a sleep mode. So for example, if you think about anything in your home that has a clock on it or a light on it, even when it's off, those appliances or small devices are still drawing a small amount of electricity to power that clock and that light. So this small draw of electricity can be called phantom energy or vampire energy, and it's essentially undetected electricity waste. So if you think about your home, uh, you can think about does your TV have a red light when it's off? Does your coffee maker have a clock on it? What about your microwave? Maybe you have an electric toothbrush and you leave the charger plugged in all the time and it has a green light on it saying that your toothbrush is fully charged. Okay, um, so the individual amount of electricity wasted from each of those devices is usually very, very low. But if you think about adding all of those amounts together, it can start to result in an increase in your electric bill. So two different things you can do is either unplug those electric devices when you're not using them, or consider maybe hooking up all of your small kitchen appliances to a power strip. So your blender and your food processor and your coffee maker, things that you're not constantly using, or maybe all of the parts of your computer setup. So I know I have a monitor and a laptop and speakers and I can hook all those up to one power strip, turn it off when I'm not using it, and then turn it on when I am. Cool. So where can I go for more information on this topic? Yeah, if you want more information on energy efficiency and ways you can improve your electricity usage or better understand your energy behavior and learn about other smart grid upgrades happening throughout the country, you can visit extension.illinois.edu backslash smart. And this will take you to our extension website where we have information, resources, and links to learn more. Very good. For another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wastner and Aaron Garrett.